everyone, and welcome to the Soul Anchor Podcast, where together we'll discover how to stay anchored in a storm and how to thrive. I've invited some friends that I deeply admire and whose authentic stories will encourage you to embrace hope when the waves crash. These are friends who have navigated some fairly deep waters of unthinkable circumstances and they've arrived back on shore resilient and strong. I'm your host, Cynthia Cavanaugh, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, and so glad to have you with me this week. And for those of you that are faithful listeners, I know there's a few every week. Um, that I, when I'm checking to see uh, what's going on, I know there's a faithful few of you. And so last week there was not an episode and just I was processing uh, a lot. There's been a lot going on lately. And so I just, I felt really bad, honestly. I'm just going to be honest with you. I felt really bad about not delivering last week, but also needed to give myself a little bit of grace. And As they say in the podcasting world, uh, consistency is the key. And so there's nothing greater that I want to bring to you is a word of hope and a word of encouragement every single week. And sometimes you just need a break. So um, hopefully that you will give me a chance on that. And we're back at it this week. And Again, this week feels really heavy because of what is going on in the world. And so instead of our regular just going on and talking about, you know, restoring our soul, and that's kind of the theme for this season, I just thought we would take a breath and take a pause. And I just wanted to share some of my own kind of raw feelings about what's been happening in this last week in our world. And, you know, it hits me actually rather close to home. It's very personal because this is my heritage and my family's heritage on my mother's side. Um, I am first generation born in the United States. My mother was actually born in the Ukraine. My grandmother grew up um, in Odessa. And, uh, you know, as we know, that's a place that first was um, entered in by the invasion and or shortly after that. And so seeing pictures in and around there and what's going on has really, I've had a few days where I've just been overcome with grief and emotion. And in addition to that, we have family as well. I have cousins that are not in the Ukraine who are part you know, as part of our family, that's our heritage, but who are uh, dispersed in different parts of the world and who actually grew up in that part of the world. And so just in talking with them and, you know, text messaging and just seeing how they are and how they're feeling about things, it's really, really overwhelming. And it's also presented a great opportunity to share our hope and that we're praying and not knowing exactly all where my family stands in that, the fa- our family from overseas, but knowing that they do believe in God and so just ho- hoping and praying that this will draw them closer 
as well to knowing that they can find comfort and grace in who God is and that he is sovereign. And so I just, you know, I know many of us are processing in different ways of what we're hearing. And honestly, I just had to turn the news off today because it's just, it's just a little bit, it's just hard. It's just hard to continue to listen to and to watch the images that are coming. And so, you know, each of us has a responsibility to some degree. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, happening in our part of the world, but I think we do have a responsibility to to feel and carry part of the grief and the pain for what's happening in the with the people that you know we're we're called to carry one another's burdens and we've seen images and pictures of Christians who are standing and praying in the squares and different parts of the Ukraine and it, it is it's really close to home. I mean, we're praying in the comfort of our homes. Relatively little is being threatened. Um, And yet we know that we have brothers and sisters, and some of us have even family uh, connected to that part of the world. And, And so I think it's made me think a lot about what is my responsibility? You know, I, I feel so helpless just praying. And so but I know that there's a lot of power in prayer. And, you know, one of the things that I heard the uh, Ukrainian president say in one of his broadcasts is he was talking about that their weapon is truth. And even though they are taking on some serious attacks and have had some casualties and, you know, cities and towns are being decimated in different parts of the cities they're being destroyed he is confident that his weapon for his country is truth and i thought that was really actually brilliant when he said that and if you follow me you know that i don't make it a make it a practice to talk about political things but this in particular <laughs> is just hitting so close to home for me personally and our family that I can't help but want to share. And I always want to be upfront and honest with you, my listeners, and to know I try to be as authentic as I possibly can with you. And so I just couldn't find it in my heart to just go on as usual, business as usual, without talking about this and just sharing with you what God's been doing in my heart and thinking about it. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been praying uh, for the Ukraine, praying for the leaders, of course, praying for Russia, praying for the rest of the world leaders, is one of the things that I've been thinking about is taking me back to the Old Testament. And as you know, I have a great love for the Old Testament. And in particular, you know, just studying recently about the kings of Judah, the godly kings in particular, because I have a Bible study that's coming out in about five weeks. Um, The Godly Kings of Judah, Faithful Living for Lasting Influence. And as I've been just reflecting on the situation that's been happening overseas and around the world, it's just brought me back again to looking at these kings and some of the things that they were facing. And many of them faced invasion by their enemies and they felt helpless. And I think of 
King Hezekiah, who the Assyrian army came against him. And it was really pretty much a helpless situation. They were wholly outnumbered. And yet Hezekiah went on his face before God and cried out to God and said, you know, God, you know, unless you show up like you, God of the universe, show up, you know, this is, this is a lost cause. And, and then I think of King Jehoshaphat. It's one of my very favorite stories in the Old Testament about how God is our warrior. He's, he goes and he fights for us in from Second Chronicles 20. And I love what King Jehoshaphat, I mean, of course, he gets word that the enemy is coming and he's scared spitless, really. I mean, he's a leader, he loves his people, he's gathered his people together, and he is very vulnerable with them, and he calls them to fast and to pray and to seek help from the Lord. And I love it when it says that all the people gathered, even, you know, the children and the women and the leaders and everybody gathered to come before, to stand in the house of the Lord. And Jehoshaphat says in chapter 20, verse 6, and he says, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nation. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. And then King Jehoshaphat goes on to talk about everything that God does, has done. He recounts what God has done in the land of Israel. And then he says, he asked God to execute judgment on the enemies that are coming against him. And then he says in verse 12, he says, for we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And then, of course, God sends a messenger, a prophet, that says to them to do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And I can't help but thinking of the Ukrainian Christians who most likely many of them know this story and God has been doing a mighty work in that country and training and nurturing leaders and pastors for years now. And I have known of people that have gone over there and just they were so hungry to know how to prepare and to nurture their hearts. This was several years ago, not knowing for what would be coming. And in this season of what's happening. And I can't help but thinking how God has prepared them to stand up against this very, very incredible catastrophe, this catastrophic storm, if you will. And so I'm sure that many of them are praying this. And so I was thinking, you know, God, we could pray this. I could pray this for the Ukrainian people. I could pray this for... uh, President Zelensky, for the others that are coming um, to try to use discernment on the best way to stand for truth and in the process, take up their arms and defend their country and defend the very freedom that they have enjoyed. And so this prayer, you know, I've thought about, this is a prayer that I want to pray for for my Ukrainian brothers and sisters, that God would give them courage, that he would use the stories in the scripture in the Old Testament and the stories, of course, in the Bible 
to encourage their hearts. And that's how we can pray. We can pray that God would help them to remember, to recount the goodness of God in their own lives and how in this very battle in their own suffering and uncertainty, how God can come alongside of them. And I know that many of us are struggling with our own battles, with our own enemy invasions, so to speak, allegories. And it's hard to carry one more thing. It's hard to take on the burden of someone else or something else. And, you know, I was just thinking today in that is when I am struggling and I'm suffering myself, when I'm walking through a storm, what really helps me or can help relieve my own burden, because we can get so tunnel vision in our own struggles, that when we can turn our radar, so to speak, on someone else's struggles or some other storm or what's happening right now, it can help relieve our burden to some degree or give us a a respite from it in a moment to know that we can intercede on someone else's behalf. And and I, I, I think, you know, there's times where we do, we have to take care of ourselves and protect ourselves. That's absolutely true. We have to practice self-care when we are walking through a storm. But even in that storm, you know, the reaching out and the helping of others can give us a respite and can give us joy and can increase our gratitude, increase um, just our view of just knowing that we're in community together, that we're not, nobody's in this by themselves. And, And I think that's the message that we've heard coming out of the Ukraine over and over again is they're counting on their community the world, the global community to recognize and see what's happening and come alongside of them. And and so I, I just was challenged by that myself. You know, there's some heavy things that are happening in my life right now that I'm praying through and I'm working through and agonizing through. And so, you know, at first when I heard the news and, you know, was talking with my cousins, I honestly thought I can't carry another thing. It's just too hard. And then as everything has started to settle and reflected, God has reminded me that that's what I need to do. I can do it because I don't have to do it by myself because the point is I'm not carrying it. I'm bringing someone else's burden to the cross. I'm bringing someone else's burden to God. And so when I think of praying the words of this prayer in Second Chronicles 20 for the Ukraine people, I'm thinking that I can pray that. I can pray this. I can pray what God says here. Oh, Lord God, are you not God in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might. I can pray that. I can pray that God, this doesn't surprise him and that I can recount God's goodness even throughout history on how he has shown himself strong for the underdog, for people whose lands have been conquered or invaded. And we don't know the outcome. We're praying for peace, of course, and we're praying that the negotiations go well. But we can also come alongside our Ukrainian brothers and sisters and pray that God will give them what they need in their hour of need. And knowing that maybe someday they'll be praying something similar for us, we just don't know. And so I just, you know, I just wanted to bring that to you today. And, 
you know, one of the things that um, I have available on my website is a five-day devotional called Thriving in Life's Grit. And it really is relevant, I think, for right now. And so if you are struggling right now, you're having a harder time, and all of this just seems really heavy to carry, I'd encourage you to go to my website, CynthiaCavanaugh.com, and you can just opt in to sign up for that. And you can scroll down on the home page. You can find it right there and just subscribe, and I'll send you that thriving in life's grit. And I promise I don't clutter up your inbox. I send out a newsletter about once a month, if that at times. But anyway, I I talk about grit as an acrostic in there. And so when we're struggling and when we're having a hard time, and even when we're trying to carry someone else's burden or to encourage them, you know, the G, I, I say it stands for being a God seeker. In, in knowing as we're seeking God that he is enough for us. He is enough for us. He is enough for the world. He is enough for what's happening, that God is enough, that we can count on him to give us courage and give us strength to put one foot in front of the other. The R in grit stands for resilient, that we can choose resilience. We can ask God to help us choose resilience, to give us the strength to get back up when we're struggling when our circumstances feel so overwhelming. And then the I stands for encourage. I know encourage is spelled with an E, but in, I in, and you'll have to read the devotional to see the nuance that I put in there. But basically, be encouraged, encouraged that you would have courage infused inside of you to be able to put one foot in front of the other. And then the T stands for true, being wholly true. In other words, being faithful in the fire to know that God is going to give us what we need to be faithful in the fire, whatever we're facing. So that's a resource that you can access. I'd love for you to be able to have that uh, five-day devotional. We also use the example of one of the kings of uh, Judah, King Asa, as we work through that devotional. So if you need a little extra grit in your life, I'd encourage you to head on over to my website and look at that. And so I would just like to take a few moments right now and just ask you to join your heart with me in praying for the Ukrainian people. And I just really appreciate you listening today and hearing my heart in this and my angst. It's It's been really challenging. Um, I think of my own grandparents. Before I pray, I'll tell you a little story. As I was reading their story, I was re- actually rereading their story uh, several weeks ago. It's like 10, 20, well, about 20-ish pages on the thin skin, you know, that onion skin paper that they used to use in the old-fashioned typewriters. This was typed out several years ago when they first came to the United States. So it's decades old, and it's very fragile, but the story in it is so powerful. And when I was reading it, you know, and just as I was reflecting back, it reminds me that when my grandparents were just young adults, barely, you know, barely a young adults, actually, they were teenagers, when this same thing was happening in their country, when they were facing this same kind of power struggle with another nation, with Russia in particular. And 
I and, and just to hear and their their story and how they recounted how their parents and how their siblings and how they rallied around and how they prayed and how they trusted God and it didn't have a great outcome, but God re, they were faithful and God remained faithful to them and they their faith grew and they were stretched. And you know, that gives me hope. That gives me hope to know that I can fall back on that. I can fall back on their example. And that whatever happens in the future for any of us, for that matter, whether it be something our brothers and sisters are experiencing around the world or whether it's our own personal tragedies that we have to experience, you know, God promises to be faithful to us. He is a faithful God. There's just no question about it. He is a faithful God. So will you join with me as we just take a few minutes and just pray for our our friends and our family connected in Christ across the globe. So God, I just thank you so much that you are sovereign over the world and that this doesn't surprise you. And as it says in 2 Chronicles, that you are you are the God in heaven. You rule over the kingdoms of the nations and in your hand are power and might so that none is able to withstand you and that you also appoint rulers over the nations and to accomplish your purposes, even though we can't see what's going on. But God, we do, we intercede on behalf of the Ukraine people. God, we intercede on behalf of these peace talks that are going to be going on in the next couple of days. We pray, God, that you would give wisdom, that you would cut through, as President Zelensky has said, their weapon is truth. And so, God, I just pray that the truth will prevail and that um, you would bring peace to their nation, that you would bring wholeness to their nation, that they would be able to stand in their freedoms, God. And so I pray for each of us as well, God, that you would help us, give us wisdom and discernment how we can come alongside, not just in prayer, God, but by giving and other ways that we could even support um other families, Ukrainian families that we might know in and around us, or just other ways that you would give us creativity on how we can show our support for loving them and encouraging them and helping them to give them courage. And so God, we love you. We thank you. Thank you that you are, it is possible, God, for you to stop this right now. And so we ask that in the name of Jesus. We ask, God, that you would miraculously turn back those tanks, that you would turn back the devastation that that would be planned. We pray, God, that you would um, bring truth to the hearts of the leaders, God, that you would give wisdom and discernment. Whether or not we agree with everything that's happening or the decisions that are being made by any of the leaders, God, we pray, God, that you would give your wisdom. And so, God, we pray most of all, too, that you would give strength to the people in the country. And those that have fled, God, help them to find refuge, help them to find, provide for their needs as well. And so, God, we just want to keep um, our hearts tuned in love and in concern for our these, our fellow humans across the globe. And so we thank you, God, that you are a God of faithfulness 
that you that what you see God makes you sad and makes you weep and yet God we pray that um you would help us to keep on just keep on praying and keep on giving us ways on how we can support so God we ask you and we thank you in your most precious name amen so that is my soul anchor thoughts for this week and I just hope that you have a really good week this week, and I hope that we will continue to pray for our brothers and sisters. And if thriving in life's grit, if that would be something, a devotional that's helpful for you, please head on over to my website, CynthiaCavanaugh.com, and I'd love for you to have that. So have a great week, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Soul Anchor Podcast. Grab a friend and join our community at thesoulanchor.com. You'll receive resources from time to time to help you through your personal storm. If you've been encouraged today, would you please consider leaving a review, subscribing, or sharing this podcast? I would ever be so grateful. Until next time, remember, you're not alone, God is for you, and you will get through this.